Side Yard Sidebar family. This week we visit with Alicia Hamlin, my cousin, but more importantly, a pediatric nurse at St. Luke's downtown Boise. We talk about the COVID-19 virus, as most people are, but even more so we talk about how we can support the nursing staff and the hospital staff at this time. We also talk about sports or lack thereof. Have a great week. Let's go! Welcome to the Side Yard Sidebar. Grab your drink of the night and pull up a chair. Make yourself comfortable as we bring you discussion with substance and some of the best visitors from Boise and beyond. This is the Side Yard Sidebar. Welcome to the Side Yard Sidebar. This is your host, Zach. And you're here with me and your co-host and producer of the podcast, Dusty. Hey, what's Dusty, up, man? Dusty, welcome. Thanks. Nice to have you here. Nice to chat with you this week. Um, the week of craziness. Yeah, the week of craziness. That That's a great uh, way to explain it. We have <laughs> lots of things to talk about. Let's kick it off really quick with Drink of the Night. Cool. Uh, what are you going with? Uh, tonight, well, I've, I've finished my gallon of water today, so I'm rewarding myself with some... Ah, sparkling water. Um, I don't know where my dad found this, but it's the the Coke version, or it's bottled by the Coca Cola Company. So a new uh, option for flavored water. Yeah, it's lime and watermelon. How does and it taste? Refreshing. It's good. Seems like an interesting flavor mix. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But it's a uh, it's all right. In that. Um, same group. I'm going with bubbly, raspberry bubbly, and is I it bubblicious? Think I've had that b- before, bubbly <laughs> or other flavored sparkling waters, and raspberry is one of my favorite flavors. Okay, so I'm enjoying it. Good. So you did want to uh, also give kind of the last update of your ten pound takedown. Yep. For Code Red, how'd it go? Where are you at? I'm good. I'm down twelve, and which I'm happy about. And it wraps up, and I think I have two more days, and then it's done. Okay. Um, Caitlin crushed it. I don't know her latest number, but she's going all in. And so she's done great. And I think both of us are going to continue it for the foreseeable future. Just keep going. It's, I mean, I feel great, healthy. Why not? Yeah. Uh, what are some of the... So you've got the 12 in terms of the pounds. What are yeah. some of the other benefits you're seeing in terms of your health or any changes, I don't oh, know. Oh, just like I said before, sleeping better. Um, I'm not hungry at all, really. I think today and yesterday I was we're just kind of sitting around the house and I'm getting bored and I'm finding that I want to eat, but I'm choosing not to. And so that's kind of nice. It's not that hard to choose not to now after 30 days. Very so nice. I did go to Las Vegas last weekend. And I came back half a pound lighter. So I kept it up. Um, I did have some vodka waters there. Caitlin stayed strong. And she came back, I think, down as well. So you can do it even on vacation in now, Las Vegas. With that one, was what was the hardest part out of you know trying to stay with the program while traveling on vacation? Uh, and especially in a place like Vegas. What were the points that were hard? Because there's so many good food options, like in and out I mean, there's just great options there. And 
I just, I couldn't have it. <laughs> so like at the buffet, we ate at the Aria buffet before it shut down. And we had, like, I had all the, the meats, the eggs and things like that and had a steak for dinner. So that's not bad, but it was just all the in between, like, well, you can snack, but you're choosing not to snack. And yeah, so that was, that was challenging. So with all the, we did, or you called it the week of craziness and you traveled there though, before the week of craziness, were you starting to see like businesses or things shut down? No, it was, no, Vegas was still rolling as it always does. The only thing is like a lot of people were using the handicapped doors that would open on their own. So you'd open that. Yeah. Um, and you could see that for sure. I won't touch a door handle, but give me a slot machine right? button to push or cards or chips to hold. Yeah, the <laughs> poker room was totally full oh with that my. Whoosh, whoosh of all the chips and <laughs> cards. Um, I did notice that the the maintenance or cleaning crews were cleaning the handrails of escalators almost like every time I looked, someone was holding a rag on it, just letting it roll through. So maybe some increased uh, cleaning procedures yeah. or something. But the people didn't sl- seem to slow down. In fact, I held a door open for someone, and he walks through with his beer in hand. and goes, ah, Corona, and like walked through. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, so, th- man. so that was kind of interesting. But I wonder, I, I really do wonder if like you traveled last weekend and then what the difference would have been if you were there this weekend. Well, so they shut down all the MGM buffets like Aria was shut down, okay. I think, Tuesday. And we were, we came home Monday. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. And our friend, one or my wife's friend, is one of the kind of floor managers for the Aria Poker Room, and we asked him if anything changed, and he said, "Nope, not really." In that weekend, and that, in in all the news had been out already, but yeah, he said it was still busy, like it always was. I think the biggest hit definitely is going to be based on sports with the sports books you know, not being able to offer any yeah, why aren't bets they? because there's no why? games. Oh. <laughs> there's no games, I was dude. thinking, like, <laughs> has nothing to do. Like, they can still take bets. I just tell them my number. Like, one of but their biggest things, <laughs> and it's like Crap. a bucket list item for a lot of people, is to go for March Madness. So this yeah. upcoming week would have been, you know, especially that first Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday that would be of huge. the tournament is huge. People like to go and... You know, put a put a couple bucks on. I mean, you could bet on every game if you want, and just watch games all day or parlays or whatever. So I did win my first parlay. Very nice. I took the Lakers and the Suns, who were both supposed to lose. They both won, and okay. because I was in Vegas, I took the Las Vegas Knights to win their hockey game, and they won as well. So, so you li- you like the Lakers and Suns, and then just randomly were like, "Go Knights." Yeah, I was like, there you know you what, I'm here in Vegas, let's let's take the Knights. And they had lost the previous game, but I was like, that's all right, let's do it. And they they won. That's awesome. So, got a new pair of shoes. Well, and you, <laughs> so you had, like, with the Lakers and Suns, they could have lost, but, in, but you had points. Yeah. But they just won outright. So you, I mean, you just totally crushed it. Yeah. That's awesome. It was great. And you got a new pair of shoes. So and I got a new pair of shoes go. out of it, so it's all good. Well, before we take any more time, let's bring our visitor in here. Yes. And Dusty, I'll, I'll give you the honors. Introduce everybody to this week's visitor. So this week's visitor is my cousin, Alicia Hamlin. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Um, Alicia, I have known her for a very long time. 
and she now lives in Boise, and we get to hang out. And so we thought we'd bring her on for this episode because, well, I'm going to let you give your your bio, and and then we'll explain why she's on this week. Perfect. So a short bio, introduce yourself to the listeners, the the hundreds and hundreds of possible listeners. <laughs> All right. So my name's Alicia. I am Dusty's cousin. I moved here to Boise about five years ago, but I went to college out here. Um, I'm a pediatric nurse and I work in pediatric oncology primarily. And I go to their ICU. I've worked there since I graduated. Um, but yeah, here for the crazy week of things happening and <laughs> hopefully calm everyone down a little bit. Yeah. So we thought it'd be fun to have a nurse come on and just, we're not going to focus the whole time on, on the virus. I'll just call it the virus. Cause I feel like everybody else has given it a name and we'll just call it the virus. Um, but we'll let you talk a little bit to that and then we'll hear some other stories from the floor, which I'm excited about. So one quick yeah. question before we go into the virus, where did you, um, or you said five years here, where were you before that? So I am from Washington in Camas, okay. town, kind of outside on the Washington side of Portland. And my family still lives there. Um, but I ended up going out to school at NNU and okay. then just stayed out here after that and got a job. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I still go home quite a bit. So not this week, not this week, <laughs> but my family did come last week. I made them they the did? traveling. Mm-hmm. Oh, why didn't I? Oh, we were you gone. You were in Vegas. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you were. <laughs> well, I missed them. It's a bummer. I always like when they come over. What do you think about um, people still traveling with the virus and they're like, oh, I can get a good deal. I'm still just going to travel. Do you think it's like a calculated risk and it's fine or should people like not travel, I guess? I don't know. I guess it depends where you're Going like I don't know if I'd travel to like downtown Seattle right now, or yeah, to New York point. or Chicago or I something mean, like you that. You still traveled. It felt different a week ago. It you did going to Vegas, and then everything with this week, it feels different. Like yeah, would you still go there? Like let's say your tri- I, your trip was planned for next weekend. I don't know. Or I, would probably you travel not. to Portland like next weekend? Would you, what about if you would drive versus fly? Oh, I would drive. If I had like an unplanned trip and I didn't have plane tickets, I would go, but I would drive. Yeah, I would drive. Like we've talked about taking the camper out and going for a week somewhere um, just because we we could, but I don't, I doubt we will. What about you? Would you travel? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I had the <laughs> you, question, but I hadn't thought about it okay. at all. So um, I think you had a good point, though. It depends on where to and what the purpose of it was. I know tons of business travels like all suspended. And um, and then for you, it sounds like a great week to take the camper out. Because, yeah, Boise School's uh, just, uh, no work. just closed this week, at least for this week and uh, next week. But... To, well, Monday, which will be when this comes out, uh, my school, Taft, is staying open and we're running a kind of a one-day day camp for all the families in the area that like couldn't get childcare or anything. We're the emergency childcare location, and I don't know what that's going to look like, but 
Oh, so it's students like even not Taft. Not students. even from Taft. Just oh, any wow. parent that, yeah, can't get childcare, they can drop them off at Taft, and we will watch them at least on Monday. Wow. I don't. I really don't know what that's going to look like, but I'll be there, ready to go. So, so yeah, wow. should be interesting. Well, let's dive into the impacts at the hospital that you've seen so far over the last. I don't know, maybe a couple months, like since it was first announced and then what it's looked like in the last couple weeks. You know, I think when it first announced, there wasn't really that much input with Idaho and the U.S. at that point. So it was kind of watching it from afar, but it didn't really have any impact on us at all. Even now, we only have, as of yesterday, five cases in Idaho. And so there really hasn't been any huge impact except for like equipment, um, like everyone's stockpiling their masks and their hand sanitizer and gloves and things like that. And so with that huge influx in demand, some people are just stealing them from the hospital. So healthcare workers have less. Steal like, I'll take this box. Yeah. Like they'll just come in and how do they get to them? I mean, because we have them in the hallway because we put them on before we go in the room. So, like, the emergency room has oh, okay. them in the hallway so that you could use them, but, I mean... So, they're just walking in and just jacking a, a, a box. Yeah. Or if there's, like, oh. hand sanitizer sitting out, they just take the whole bottle. Oh, jeez. So, Come um, on, people. That's nuts. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. So, they're just seeing the supplies and just taking them. Well, I think them. people kind of just panicked and they were like, where do you get masks at? I don't know. I don't ever buy them for myself. But we just have boxes of them laid out, so they probably figure we have so many. But you don't. No. We have to get the ones that, like, tie on above and below your head Yeah. every time you go in a room. So it takes a long time. So it slows down <laughs> my day. And that's normal protocol or just now that no, because of the um, virus? Anytime anyone has any respiratory disease, we have to do that. But we just have masks. Usually they just, like, loop around your ears and they're super quick. These just take a long time. But other than that, I mean, they've locked all the doors except for the main entrance of the hospital. We're decreasing visitors, all of that. But in terms of my actual job, it's been pretty minimal, the effect, as of now. As of right now. Is it supposed to increase over the next month, or you don't really deal with that kind of stuff? I mean, they're kind of preparing for that. That's why they're, like, saying no visitors, especially if you're sick. Um, well, they'll have some visitors and stuff, but they're trying to minimize it just in case there's a huge influx. But hmm. I guess we're preparing for that, but we don't really know what it's going to look like. Not until it actually happens. I think the next two weeks will be a good, like, telling point. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard it already. You should probably wash your hands. Mm-hmm. What else? Or yeah, is I was going to ask, like, the masks, people are taking them, but then I've read things like, are the masks even... No, effect? they're not. Okay. No. No, because, yeah, people think they are. So maybe it gives them a false sense of security, but I don't know. What else? So don't wear a mask, but wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Everything that everyone else has been saying. But you were telling me that some lady was freaking out about touching her face. And well, I can't remember the whole story. So this was on the radio, like, I don't know, earlier this week. And the lady's like, well, they say not to touch your face. So I'm just going to cover my entire hands in Vaseline because then I, I don't want that on my face. But I mean. 
So she would cover her hands in Vaseline and she doesn't want it on her face. So therefore, if so it's on just, her hands, she won't touch her face. Yeah, but. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, I don't know. What, is, so, what if she has to do anything else? In yeah, life? what if you have to like function Go to at the all? bathroom, pick up your phone. Yeah, I, you know, it's so ridiculous. less productive. Um, I mean, the big things are stay home if you're sick. Right now, they recommend groups of 50 people or more avoiding that for the next eight weeks. Eight um, weeks? Yeah, I read something that said, um, oh, man, I'm such a, such a great resource here because <laughs> I've read so much. It's like just jumbled in my mind. But there was definitely something. I just can't remember the place where it was at. But where like law enforcement were going to enforce like the 250 or less. Mm-hmm. Like, so if there were gatherings more than that, they were like, and go break them up and like say, really? No. Yeah. So, I mean, it could impact. They had kind of a list of things like, um, you know, maybe like school events, church events, um, just other gatherings. And so, um, yeah, I'm our sure church if you Google down. it, you'll be able to find the same thing that I read. But yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to, It's. it didn't seem like they're going to go arrest people, but they're going to like enforce 250 or less. Nope. Boom. Break it up. Well, luckily we only had 249, so they can't break us up, right? Like, are they, I don't see how you can enforce that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, everybody's going, law enforcement's going rogue, man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want big group gatherings. I think yesterday I finally told Kara, I, I don't. I just, I'm just tired of it already. Like it's been shoved down my throat. I would love for the media to take a little two week break, (laughs) but I don't, I don't know what else there's, there's no sports, there's nothing. So it's like, that's all that's on the, on TV outside of the regular, regularly scheduled programs. Right. Yeah. We had a group text with some of us and, you know, we haven't officially said it on here, but there's no side yard bracket challenge because there's no tournament. So that's right. I mean, enough said there. But um, the on the text, I said, I can't wait to listen to sports talk radio and hear what people are going to say. Like, what is there to talk about now? Yeah, you I don't know. know. I haven't listened to it. The virus. I don't know. And what things could happen in the future. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't either. Um, Alicia, now back. Not on the virus. You work in pediatric oncology. Mm-hmm. What? Tell us some stories from the floor, because I don't know if a lot of people actually know what it would be like, what a day to day looks like, or what significant events, or is there humor within that sector, or not? Kind of things like that. I don't know. So I think pediatrics there's so much and you just get to have so much fun and you get to play with them and everything you do all your treatments everything ends up being fun yeah um we have this one kid who comes in every month he has a port so you have to access it with a needle and then you can give iv medications through it all of that and every time i access his port which is somehow i'm his nurse every month he makes me count down from 11 in spanish and that's the only way he'll let anyone access his port. Really? So you just comply and you just do that. And kids think of weird things that they want you to do before you do anything or touch them. So you just <laughs> do whatever they want all the time. That's ridiculous. It gets them in their like comfort zone to mm-hmm. yeah. have. Well, and he's like, if you're not going to take the effort to either learn Spanish or count backwards in it, then you, you don't get access. You don't get to do it. 
So if you don't put in huh. enough effort on your end, I'm not going to let you. That's interesting. What other what other things? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just depends on their age. You have some kids where... What does pediatrics go to? What age does it kind of... 17. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Seven, so you deal with teenagers as mm-hmm. well as little yeah. babies. So it's just fun. You have such a wide range of, like, if you have a respiratory kid, if you can't get them to, like, breathe deep, you just blow bubbles with them. And you just get a, I mean, you have to be more creative in how you get <laughs> kids to comply with things that you need them to do. You got a 17-year-old, hey, blow bubbles. <laughs> He's like, just shut up. <laughs> Oh, so, man. Um, there's actually one of our nurses been on the news a lot. His name is Joe, and he dances with all the patients. It's been on. He was. The, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have people like that, and we sing to them on their birthdays. And um, Do you get to know the families pretty well? On oncology, you do, which how, is really fun. I like that part of it. How long are they in there for? Ten, like... The kids, are they there for just a few days at a time or do you have them for a long stretch? We do bone marrow transplants on pediatrics. Okay. So you'll have some kids that are there for a month straight. Or we have some kids that do like a 28-day chemo and they'll be in the hospital for 28 days. So you get to know them really well. Some of them come in overnight and go home. Okay. But you, I mean, usually those ones you still see frequently, so you know them pretty well. And... Do you develop that kind of relationship, friendship where they get excited to see you when you show up on your shift or whatever mm-hmm. it is? What is your shift? Like how do how does nursing work? So most people do 12-hour shifts. So I work either 7 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. or vice versa because I work day shift and night shift. Okay. So every eight weeks I switch back and forth. Which one's better? I mean for the actual shift, night yeah. shift. Because, I mean, you don't have to work with any of the doctors. There's no management there. Okay. Everybody's sleeping for the most part. So, yeah, I mean, most you'll have the super patients are sleeping and stuff. So you just kind of hang out with your coworkers and. Okay. I mean, you'll have busy nights for sure, but it's huh. a lot more relaxed. But day shift, I mean, you can go home busy. and sleep and be normal as a person. But you got to be busy that but whole you're time. Running. Ugh. The one thing I was going to ask, is, wow. and I guess it's a good point now, is around the scheduling. When you come in, do you always have the same set of rooms? Or, like, do you come in and, like, each time it's like, okay, you is it by patient, by room number? Like, how does the work get split up? It's different every day. They try to give you your patients back. Like if I work three days in a row, they try to give me the same patients all three days. Okay. But then if I have a day off and I come back, it's going to be completely different ones. Um, it's really just trying to keep assignments like three or four patients together. So when you give report to the next nurse, you can actually get out on time. Okay. So, um, the other thing is like with oncology, only half of our nurses do oncology, only a handful of them do BMT, only a handful of them go to pick you, things like that. So some of that's dependent on what their roles are too and what they're qualified to do. What are you qualified to do? I don't do bone marrow. Okay. Um, but I do everything else. All right. What's the most stressful part of your job as a nurse? Honestly, probably 
dealing with families. Just because you put families with their kids are sick in the most stressful situation and they don't always like hear things very accurately. So you're constantly having to just reassure them of what's actually going on and kind of talk them off that ledge all day long. Really? Are there some families that are way more difficult to deal with than others? Like, I mean, I mean, not, how do I say that? Like, if your kid is suffering, you've got to be super stressed. And are, I'm assuming there's some that are more that are more grateful for the work you're doing and some are more demanding, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and everybody handles stress differently. So you try to keep that in check. But you have some that are like, we're so thankful and they just like bring you coffee and stuff like that. And they bring snacks to the floor. And you have some that like get stressed out and we have security on the floor because they're throwing stuff at us constantly. So really? it's like a good... <laughs> You've had something I mean, thrown at you before? I mean, it's like wipes and like pack, like stuff like that. But I mean, we've had to have security escort some of our families out. That doesn't happen very often. Wow. But you get some that are so upset with their kid being sick and they don't feel like they're getting better appropriately. Yeah. And then, oh, but you have some kids that are equally sick and their families are the most like you want to hang out with them all the time. Yeah. So that's interesting because I was thinking that, you know, maybe there was some technical things or, you know, things you're actually doing with the patient that would be the toughest. But it sounds like it's the human interaction with the families (laughs) that stands out. That's that's interesting. I I don't want to go into a big, long story, but I I've witnessed something where there was um, witness people that were treating the nursing staff and. Um, like just terribly. And then if the doctor came, they would like be like, oh yeah, and listen to the doctor, but oh. then to the staff and other people coming in. I don't know all the pos- the names of the positions. I'm guessing some nursing and other positions and they would just treat them like junk, but in- unless the doctor was there, then they'd like listen and tune in. That sucks. Yeah, it was rough. Because the nurses do so much. Right. I mean, you said you said night shift is fun because you don't really interact with the doctors. <laughs> so most of the time, like our, <laughs> our oncologists, they do a ton and they know what's going on. But usually they come because they do outpatient also. So they're seeing other patients, but they'll come to inpatient and be on the floor for like an hour. Really? A day. And like round on all their patients, make sure they have everything, you know, and they're doing what they need to do. But. A lot of times the families don't see them more than that unless they have a procedure or something like that. And then it's you. It's nurses doing all the other stuff. People treat your nurses with respect (laughs) and kindness. What what would be one way that someone could show kindness to nurses? Like if if they're coming in with their child, what could they do that would say thank you to you guys? I mean, I think in the emergency room, they get this worse than we do, but just like being patient. If there's people going in ahead of you, it's because they're more sick than you are. So it's kind of a good thing. It's yeah inconvenient to be there for so long, but it's because you look okay and they don't worry as much about you. Um, knowing their name, I would say 10% of my patients actually call me by my name versus like, oh, hey, nurse. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Like, yeah, I could see that. So just, I mean, 
I don't know. Okay. Most of our families are really good, though. But when they're not, then they're really not. <laughs> I still can't get past people throwing stuff at you. Yeah, that seems <laughs> That's it. That seems very odd. They aren't used wipes, are they? No. Okay, good. Gosh, I was going to say that would that would send me right over the edge. <laughs> and sometimes they just throw stuff like in the room, but it's like kind of aimed at you. But you're like, oh, it was a little close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so is this something you think you'll keep up with oncology for a long time? Will you ever feel like you need to change out and go somewhere else within the profession? So I'm actually in school right now. Um, okay. And I'm getting my master's in nursing education. So my, what does that mean for you? So I could either like work at a university and teach or they have positions still on the floor, but doing like education to other nurses. Okay. So that could be kind of cool. In the next few years, I hope to kind of transition into that type of role. Do you like working at St. Luke's? Mm-hmm. Are they kind to, to their nurses? I've never worked anywhere else, oh. so I don't, like, have a good comparison of that. Um, but, I mean, I you like, I like it. it there. <laughs> That's true. I guess it's kind of like if I've worked at Taft. I don't know any other school in, in the Boise schools outside of my school. Yeah. And I, my, my staff's super cool, so I don't know if other places are worse or not. I hope not. I would be happy to work at Taft forever. And even if you didn't like Taft, there's no way you could say it on this podcast because you have so many listeners <laughs> from Taft. That's true. That it just would not go well for you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but no, I really do like it there. Awesome. So, awesome. Do you have any other funny stories for us from the floor that would just lighten lighten everyone's day as mm. they listen to this? So, oh, that's so hard. I know. Um, I put you on the spot. <laughs> That's my bad. I think recently we have this little kid. He's one of our oncology patients. So he has leukemia and he is, oh gosh, four, but he loves to scare everyone. <laughs> so he has this like probably three, four inch spider that he has a remote control to. And he'll put it on the floor and like bring it out from under his bed and try to scare everyone. That's so we awesome. always will like rally people to make him go in his room so he can scare them because he just gets so excited. <laughs> That's so awesome. And um, is he getting legitimate scares or is it sometimes? Not, I mean, most of the time they were like, hey, go let him scare you. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but um, he probably doesn't know any fun. different. He still yeah. loves it. Yeah. But he's, uh, yeah, he's, I think, four-ish. So you have a lot of kids like that that, you know, they're, they'll be in their hospital room for a week. So they're like, what are we going to do this week? Or they'll go around and um, play Pokemon Go, and okay. they'll get up at like six a.m. and just play Pokemon all day. And we're like, okay, we need you to come back at some point. Oh my gosh! And they're finding the Pokemon in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! We make them stay in the hospital, but they'll wander around and go down to the gift shop and try to find them, and come back and tell you all the ones that they found. And do can they check out like video game consoles mm -hmm. or something like that? Yeah. So we have. Probably 10 or so, like Xboxes or Wii's, things like that, that we can bring into their rooms or we have a whole thing of movies and all of that. So they have stuff. Uh, what could people donate to your floor? Do you guys accept donations of mm -hmm. toys and 
So what kind of things could could we donate to to the floor for for those kind of I don't know, situations where they need something to play with? So we actually have an entire like group of people there are child life specialists and they their number one job is to either like help kids with procedures so they'll bring in an iPad and like distract them during a procedure or they'll just bring toys into them. And we actually have a lot of volunteers that just bring around a toy car and pass toys out. So they okay. always need toys, coloring books, games, all of that stuff. And how, how could our listeners provide that to them? Is there a certain website or something like that? Or who can they look up for that? So if you look up, gosh, probably the just like St. Luke's Boise Children's Hospital and go to the child life specialists. Okay. Or if people bring stuff to the floor, we just have them fill out a form of what it is. If they want it as like a tax write-off or recognition, and we just fill that out and take it from them. Awesome. So they can also just come straight there. Okay. I like that idea. Yeah. I think if uh, our listeners would would like to help with that, I'd like to get some stuff together. Because you could always use new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I after think the a while. Coloring you, book, can't, that can't be reused or even yeah. books yeah. or something. I'm just sure providing coloring books and, and new crayons and markers or color mm-hmm. pencils or something. Yeah. I like that idea. That's so cool. All right, I'm going to do that. You in? I, I like the idea of doing it. So what are you thinking? We go down there and drop off some stuff? Yeah. I like it. We'll we'll get a little drive together and we'll take it down and drop off some stuff to you. Oh, that'd be so fun. When do you work next that we can do that? I work on Friday and Saturday. Perfect. I'll drop it off on Friday or Saturday. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Sweet. So if you if you want to donate anything or go get some stuff and bring it over to my house, I'm Dusty, or message us on Instagram or email or sideyard at yahoo.com or Facebook. Um, yeah, we'll just get stuff together and we'll take it over there Friday or Saturday. Sounds good. That'd be super cool. I like it. I do too. Now, um, we're going to go back to the virus. Okay. You ready? <laughs> So I found this is kind of like a little bit of my loser for the week, but I want to share it now. I found this article on Yahoo about people confessing to the hilariously weird purchases they've made while stocking up for a potential quarantine. Okay. Number one, I've seen all over social media is the quarantini. It's aviation gin and then that emergency packet. I don't know and if anyone are actually drinking. That? Yeah. I haven't tried it, but that's been the big thing. But this whole article is about people who have written in and talked about this, like, ridiculous things. Like, there's one guy who said he bought five different types of juices in case he needed a mimosa bar. Like, that's his thought process in in stockpiling stuff. Like, okay, maybe. I mean, is that somebody that's really taking it seriously? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, this person bought... Eight massive bottles of ketchup. And they wrote, I can't go through the apocalypse with three kids and not have ketchup. Like this is what, so I'm not sure if these people are being serious or if they're just being weird about it. What are some other ones? Uh, This lady, let's see, bought Pop-Tarts. I haven't eaten them since I was a kid. So they're figuring out that this is the time when you go buy the stuff you haven't had because why not? So Pop-Tarts, Chef Boyardee, bag of potatoes. And this lady said, I don't even eat potatoes, but I bought them. <laughs> um, 
three tubs of hummus, even though no one likes it at her house. Uh, quinoa. I was just trying to be healthy, but I don't even like it. Um, three different types of nail polish. Uh, they went to get donuts. Oh, no, they went to get toilet paper. There wasn't any, so they got wine and donuts instead. So I'm not, I'm not sure what to make of people right now. Either they're joking about it or some people are super, super serious. Have you met anyone who is on one of those extremes? Like they don't know how to handle the stress of possible quarantine, so they're just freaking out and, and stockpiling everything or they're making it a big joke. I've seen more of the joking around, but I, you know, in the last couple of days, it's getting less and less. Yeah. Like, I thought it was interesting that the guy for the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert, he was joking about it and then got the virus. And then he was like, and I'm now he's sorry, super I was, serious. Yeah, I was taking it light and joking about it. And I just thought, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I can't I did, believe it. Yeah. And, and some people are sending out like funny memes. And things about it. And and then part of me is like, what? like there's some people that are really, I mean, they know someone who's been impacted in some way and, and that, you know, if you're making light of it, then like, that's not going to sit well with those people and that yeah, could exactly. be your friends or whatever. And so I don't think it's a, especially at this point, a great thing to necessarily joke about because what if the impacts grow larger and larger and then like what if everybody in some way is impacted by it? Then you'll feel right. Terrible afterwards. Have you, Alicia, have you run across any of your friends or whoever that are one extreme of this is no joke stockpile everything or yeah, this is kind of funny. So we're going to make light of it. Not really. I guess people I know personally, um, but like I went to Trader Joe's on Wednesday or Thursday at like noonish. I was like, oh, that'll be a good time. I mean, and there's so many people, they're like running into you with their car and they like won't move out of your way for you to get stuff. Like, I was like, this is actually a little bit terrifying for me just to really? be here right now. <laughs> well, and on our other podcast, we just last week we were talking about, oh, I've never seen the store shelves, you know, empty. So empty. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, today I saw them completely empty. It was, it was frightening. Like, I made yeah. I thought, what in the world? I made the bad move on on Friday. We have just at school. We've kind of switched up some iPads, so I I wanted to clean off the screens. And you're supposed to use like a rubbing alcohol and water mix. And so I was like, oh, like rubbing alcohol, they'll have that. So I went to uh, Family Dollar. I said, do you have any? He goes, oh no, <laughs> and kind of laughed at me a little bit. And then I went to Albertsons and asked the pharmacy, hey, where I know it's in this area. Do you have any rubbing alcohol? And the lady actually like smirked and laughed. And the other lady said, oh, yeah, it's around that corner. Nothing. It's like, guys, I'm not I'm not trying to make my own hand sanitizer. I just want to <laughs> clean off screens that have kid fingerprints and boogers everywhere. But no, they all laughed at me. So, I've, yeah, people are taking I don't know what they're doing with all that stuff. I assume cleaning something. Maybe that's what we need to post out there. What are you doing to prepare and yeah. see what our listeners are doing? <laughs> I I don't know. I, I mean, are you doing are you taking any drastic measures? No. I mean, I'm washing my hands, but we have enough food here for a while. I don't feel like we need to stockpile anything. So no. I mean, 
I'm keeping my my the gas in my car filled up. Like I don't let it go below half a tank just because I'm freaked out someone's going to like wig out and start saying we need gas <laughs> and then I'm not going to be able to get gas. I don't know. Like I don't know what's next. I feel like I need to be a, like in front of the next move. Well, if you feel like that then you've got to go into like the craziest things you're hearing out there that people are doing you've got to be ahead of that i know i've got to be even <laughs> so more like crazy. what's the next thing at the store that's gonna run out you gotta get it before it does i know i don't know what's the next thing for a while it was bottled know. water i'm like i have tap water i have well water i don't know why i, I need I to do that some bottled water on the shelves um i saw a lot of people in the frozen food aisle mm-hmm. so which kind of makes sense maybe if they're like are, are people afraid of quarantine or are they afraid of like the world shutting down like, that's I what know. I don't know. I think there's a little bit of And like both? that list you read, it's like, are they afraid and like making logical decisions or are they just like, I was afraid. So I went to Baskin Robbins and I, I bought an ice cream coat and I <laughs> ate that before I went to the gym. And then I was like, oh, I shouldn't be at the gym. So I went and brought, bought, bought broccoli and I'm going to eat steamed broccoli tonight. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm assuming people aren't going to gyms right now. Like the why. Kara, Kara was at a class and said they limited limited it to like 15 to 20 mm-hmm. people. Is that a standard? Well, I go to Bar 3, the studio yeah. on Eagle Road, and they usually, I don't know, they're limiting their class sizes. I don't. I guess I don't know what number that is, too. Really? Oh, my brother really wanted to go to a movie, so I went to a movie with them Thursday night. It was empty, the movie was theater. It? it was awesome. What'd you see? 1917. Ooh, was that good? It, yeah, I think it's worth a watch. I, I don't, I'm not going to say, oh, it was stellar, um, but it was an interesting. And the what I liked about it was the the storyline was pretty cool, but it was like the filming of it. They they shot in one continuous shot. Yeah. The, um, the whole thing, right? The whole thing. That looks and crazy. Yeah, or did they figure was, out how to edit together so it looks yeah, like I'm, that? Yeah, I'm sure there's like some editing, but it's yeah. just... Once it starts, it's just the cameras with those people. And so I've seen that in some other films here or there, or like a, a, a scene part or of something a film. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that at the start of The Revenant. Yeah. That was like really interesting and cool. Um, and I can't remember if it, I don't think it did it the whole film, but that first scene, it was just following Leo. Yeah. Or whatever his name was in the movie. <laughs> I went, we were, uh, my buddy and Adam and I were supposed to go see The Invisible Man, which is the scary, new scary one. And we decided not to go and watch Contagion instead here at the house, (laughs) which was actually pretty interesting considering because there was a scene where people were kind of starting to freak out and they grabbed water, hand sanitizer, but they didn't grab toilet paper for that one. So we were like, oh, nope. 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 Yep. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. That I, was an interesting movie to watch. I did see the movie Outbreak was trending top 10 on Netflix. It is. Maybe I have to watch that. I Nin- think I watched it. From 1995. Wow. And it's back in the top 10. I was going to say, I've never heard of that. I've watched Contagion, but... Outbreak. Is that with Samuel L. Jackson? Um, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And then I oh, okay. think it looked like Kevin Spacey. I mean, I'm sure it has quite a bit of stars, you know, you'll notice. Yeah. Mixed 
mixed in there. I haven't watched it yet. Well, we Maybe might I need should. to watch it soon <laughs> yep. as a crew. Um, well, do you have anything else you want to share, Alicia, before we move into the like wrap up section today, tonight? I don't think so. <laughs> have you well, seen anything crazy or changed any of your plans? I mean, I don't really ever stock food at my house. I was like, okay, if I get quarantined, I have like a bag of rice and that's it. So I did buy more food, but not, I don't, I guess I don't really understand what people feel like is going to happen to their water. Yeah. Like I just drink tap water or like filtered out of my fridge. Like, so there's some things that I'm like, should I be buying this? I don't know. Maybe I should. Everybody else is. (laughs) I mean, maybe a little bit in case you have to be mobile. We did talk about what would you do if there was like some chaos and prepping and stuff like that. Yeah, a couple I weeks have back to and, pump my water. Yeah, I've been looking at hand pumps for the well, but I haven't taken the dive into it yet. Soon enough, I don't know. <laughs> well, are restaurants still open? Uh, I haven't been. I heard the there's some somewhere they closed down some restaurants in, in town or like in other parts. Not of here in Boise. In oh, other okay. parts of. Whether whether it be Italy or Spain yeah, or somewhere in like Seattle, that. a guy in Seattle. I don't know if he's a famous chef, but a chef in Seattle was going to close his. Yeah, for like a month or something. Yeah, we have enough food here, and we can always. Well, I don't. We can always have barbecues outside and stay six feet away. We should be cool. I, I don't know what you were. I was thinking, but when you said that, I was thinking. You were going to say we can always go out and get ducks in the backyard if we have to. We can. That's there's where like, my mind went. There's like 50 <laughs> of them back so there right up. now. So we could yes, go back and get some oh, ducks. Gosh. There's some geese back there, too. I hope it doesn't get to that point. I know. <laughs> I do like the ducks. <laughs> then we have to take the ducks off the logo. <laughs> or maybe that's even more reason to have them on there. That's right. So oh. we keep them there. <laughs> well, Alicia, thanks for coming on. Of course. And joining us because, I don't know, it's, it's kind of crazy out there right now. But nurses on the front lines, literally on the front lines, doing all the work. Thank you so much for what you do. Of course. And uh, before we wrap up, we aren't doing um, March Madness Bracket, but we're trying to figure out another way we can all join together. And so we're thinking about doing a Survivor Bracket coming up of some sort or a MTV The Challenge is coming up soon. Yeah, trying to find some other show that's out there where we could we can watch and communicate about it pick who they think is gonna win yeah so if you have any good ideas we would love to hear them because we're looking for something to compete in and be able to talk about with each other so give us your ideas and then on the previous episode um i mentioned that we're gonna have the side yard easter egg hunt Now that is TBD because we want to have it, but we're not sure how many people will actually come out and let their kids kind of roam the backyard and pick up eggs that other people have touched. But at some point, we're going to have an Easter egg hunt because everyone needs an Easter egg hunt, right? Maybe you should just have it at the date you were planning on having it, and then you'll see who does show up as opposed to who doesn't. That could be it's fun too. It's a test to see if you if you trust us or not. No, that's fine. So it's not canceled. No, it's no, postponed. no, no, no. We're just going to postpone it until, until further notice. Until people feel comfortable, like being in a bigger group, because we've had like eighty people before. So we're not going to try to limit it, but 
uh, when people feel comfortable again. Now, I did send you a text about March Madness is off, but what about Side Yard Madness? Yes. With three-on-three basketball. But is that the same thing? It needs it can't happen because nobody will show up? Yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about that one as well. So any hoopers out there? We had or an not. episode. Oh, well, that's <laughs> yeah. true. With Zach. We, with Zach. He said, I'm a hooper. So um, anyway, yeah. for him or any other listeners that enjoy basketball or enjoy watching it, maybe there will be a three-on-three or four-on-four, whatever, yeah. basketball tournament in the side yard where you can get all your basketball desires met since yes. there's no March Madness. And we're going to do, yeah, I posted about doing a three-point shootout, uh, lightning games, like a tournament of lightning, dunk yeah. competition. We have our Papa shot that we can use. So we're just going to do some sort of basketball thing. Um, that was obviously before everyone starts shutting things down. So if you're still down, we're still down. Like we like to have fun. Everyone needs to have some fun. So, you know, let's see how things go this week and then, and look at weather and stuff. And then you may hear us on here saying, Hey, Come join us yeah. for basketball. And if it's nice enough, pickleball. It's yeah, almost that definitely. time. That's a non-contact sport. So we can play pickleball. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to, we'll get that figured out, but we do want to have fun. And so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to make that happen, Zach. And last time, or yeah, last time, if you want to donate toys to St. Luke's, Contact us. We're going to take some down on Friday or Saturday. I would love to see like my truck bed full of toys or something like that. I mean, that's thinking big, but why not think big? Think big. See if the community will jump us, jump on with us. So, yeah. Anything else? I don't know. I don't have anything else, but I want to give you the honors. I feel like I close out every show. Why don't you close out this one? Oh, thanks. All right. Well, thanks for listening. It's been our pleasure. And Alicia, thank you for letting us know you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you.